do design decisions involve value judgments? Andy Halliwell has gone and posted this question on LinkedIn as part of our redesigning D&T project and debates. I think this is a really tricky one to answer and our expert group felt that it was an important question that needed debating. Do design decisions involve value judgments? I think firstly, I'd be saying, what do you mean by a value judgment, a values judgment? And maybe in your response to Andy's question, you'll explore what you understand and what your views are of what value judgments are and then whether they actually impinge on or affect the design decisions that designers make and also that children make in D&T lessons. So do join the debate. We're always open to conversation and discussion on this. But for now, on to the next episode. This is the Talking D&T podcast, episode 26. Welcome to the Talking D&T podcast with me, Alison Hardy, a podcast for anybody interested in design and technology education, where I'll be sharing news, views, ideas and opinions about D&T. If you've been listening to the podcast, you'll know that I have been working on the Learning to Teach Design and Technology book, the fourth edition. Um, It's kind of a bit of a classic, I suppose, in the field of design and technology for those who are entering the field, wanting to become teachers. It's sort of um, one of uh, the key textbooks. And the previous three editions were edited by Gwyneth Owen-Jackson. And I have um, picked up the mantle from Gwyneth since she's retired. And I've really enjoyed the experience over the last 18 months of working with the different authors, sort of altering the shape as I see how it fits around how I think about design and technology and some of the changes that have happened to the subject since the previous edition was published in 2015. So I submitted all of the chapters a couple of months ago now, and we're working on a deadline for it to be published in September. And I'll put a link to the show notes to where it's now advertised on the Routledge website, because it's available for pre-order. So that's my little bit of promotion over. But the stage that I'm at as the editor is giving feedback to Routledge on the book cover design. So I was originally sent through a suggested book cover design and I noticed and I thought I don't think this is any different to the previous edition the third edition and when I looked it wasn't they just sent me that one so I wrote back and said I didn't feel that that was the right cover any longer because things have changed in the subject and also I feel a fourth edition should have a new cover so then you start thinking so what are the images that I think should represent the subject what should they be that that go on the front that kind of give a snapshot of what the subject is about and I tell you it's quite hard to think about it so if you see the current cover it's got six or seven images and I knew that some of them immediately didn't sit comfortably with me um, for a variety of different reasons one I felt that they were stereotyping the subject and the subject would move on so for example there's a picture of a, um, a finger joint and I felt mm, that's a bit, I, yeah, I know we do work with wood in materials and we'd look at joinings, but I just thought that was, to me, not, not quite the right image. Uh, there's an image of a roll of fabric, which I thought, come on, we can be a little bit more interesting here about the representations of textiles as a material in the subject. There's an image in the middle that I, I think I just don't quite understand what it is. So that's coming out. And there's some other things that I had some debates with different people about. 
um, whether we thought that these images were right. So that's led me to thinking, so what, what should be on there? So one of the things that I think is really missing from the front of the third edition that I want to put in the fourth, fourth edition is an image of children working in design and technology. So I've had a bit of a rummage around on the internet to have a look at images to sort of see what are the pictures that are people putting out there about design and technology that have got children in them. And so I've picked a couple to send through to the publishers to ask them to discuss with the artist and maybe we'll come up with some new ideas around children working as a group, whether it's modelling or sketching or model, um, working on some different materials um, or whether it's a child working at a machine. And a typical image that you might see if you search for design and technology is a child working on a pillar drill or a jigsaw. You know, none of these images on their own to me fully represent design and technology but in terms of the collage that will go on the front of the picture of the book rather I think they start to give a flavour so I'm going to stick with some of the images that are on there the 3d printer um, the thermometer the robotic arm but also try and bring in some other ones to kind of give that holistic picture about design and technology but as I said one of the things that I'm really keen that features on the book now is a picture of some children doing a design and technology activity. So that might be a small group of children, as I said, sketching or modelling. And it might also be one child working on on a, a typical design and technology piece of equipment. But having looked around on the internet and done that search for design and technology photographs and images, it starts to give you an insight about the visual representation that we send out about the subject. And I have often wondered about this when I look at posts from design and technology teachers that they share about the work that children have done or are doing or images that for them represent the subject and I sort of think if you were external to the subject what image would you get and so some of it would be that traditional craft some of it would be that it's very high tech some of it would be that it's all very finished products and all of those are essences for me of design and technology but they are not design and technology in terms of you can't take those as an individual thing and see that as a representation so then what it gets me to start thinking about is if you are a dnt department and using social media and putting out images do you represent design and technology through those images in its entirety in its fullness Or are you seeing there's a pattern that I think also subtly reveals what you believe to be the value of design and technology? So if you're putting out things that are high finished, high quality products, yes, they look great. And yes, they show the sort of work that some children are doing. But that is not the fullness of design and technology. I remember Bill Nicholl talking to me some years back about a project that he'd done where he'd taken some images of designer technology work to a year nine parents evening and showed parents images of work that children had done that was high quality. So I think they'd been working on the design of shoes. And so the pictures were of two pairs of shoes. And I, I may be getting this wrong, but this is how I remember it. Two, two shoes, fully finished. And then the other image was of a cutaway shoe showing all the different layers. And it was it was a really rough model. And the parents were asked, which one would you rather your child was doing in design and technology? And pretty much the children picked the one where it was the two shoes. Um, The parents looked at that and it's a finished product and were picking that. But when Bill then went back to them and said, "Okay, so this is what the children were learning. 
by doing those different activities or producing those different products and explain that in the one that was the shoe that was cut away, that they were modelling, experimenting, experimenting, developing ideas, being critical and creative. Whereas the other one that they were really kind of copying existing designs, the parents went for the half-finished shoe or the cutaway in the model. So that sort of shows to me is that images do represent our values and they do reveal some of the things that we think about design and technology. But that an image can create a misconception about the subject. And so maybe sometimes we need to put images out there about the subject that do have annotation or a voiceover or an explanation. I've seen some really rich images on Instagram recently from different design and technology teachers of children's work, of sketches. And some of it's beautiful, some of it's got lovely colour annotation and, and so on. But some of it's really rough and ready. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think that shows the 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 fullness of the subject. And the other thing that I talk to student teachers about, about the image and the visual nature of the subject and the way we represent the subject, is in what they wear when they're working in design and technology departments. And this takes me back to um, some training courses I went on back in the 1990s. I went with my first head of department. We were working down in Gloucestershire and we went on some courses that were being running that have been running about design and technology because at that point the subject was very new as a as a as a combined unit of design and technology and the course facilitator got us to think about what we wore in our lessons and also what we wore when we walked around the school and at that time it was very much that if you worked in a workshop in design and technology you wore a lab coat you wore a white lab coat a brown lab coat a navy blue lab coat And he said, think about what that represents. And so lab coats tend to be associated at that point more with science. And is that the image and the association we want? I don't mean any disrespect to science here. But also if you walk around the school wearing those, what does that, what does that say? Um, And so, you know, it also got, got me to thinking about if you're working in a food room, what do you wear? And so, you know, I worked with a, a great food teacher at that point, Tim. And he came from a catering background and would wear whites, you know, chef whites. And again, that represents something in particular about the subject that may be that it's leading towards careers in, in, in the catering industry or as chefs. But then we might look at some food teachers who might wear an apron that has different images on it, um, might be Kath Kitson and so on. And I kind of think that says something else about the subject around, is this a domestic home-based subject and again I'm not saying that people are right or wrong but I think when we take all of those things in their entirety and we use those to represent the nature of the subject they reveal the wearers the photographers the person who shares the pictures their values about the subject to other people who we might be wanting to influence and shape their views whether it's the pupils in lessons, whether it's their parents in the way that Bill was doing by showing different images, whether it's policymakers, whether it's governors, whether it's other teachers in the school and so on. So it started with a book cover, thinking about the images. And I'm sure people will say to me, Alison, you didn't get it right. You could have put this on, you could have put that on. Yep, I'm going to put my hands up and say the book cover will probably not be perfect. It's very unlikely to be perfect. But it's also given me food for thought and hopefully this has given you food for thought about the visual nature of the subject and the images, the uh, 
way we present the subject and what that says not just to us but to people who are looking in at us about what the value of the subject is. As ever I'm interested in what people think, what um, what you do, the choices you make, um, what, what you wear when you're in a design and technology room or, or you know or don't. I used to wear a fisherman's smock, I looked at what artists and other creatives wore and some wore fisherman's smocks, that's what that's what I chose to wear, it came with its own difficulties. Um, but I'm, I'm always interested to hear and, and find out about whether you agree with what I'm saying or whether you have other thoughts about the visual representation of the subject. As ever, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Talking D&T podcast with me, Alison Hardy. You can connect with me on Twitter at Hardy underscore Alison. Show notes and transcripts for each podcast episode can be found on my website, alisonhardy.work. Thanks for listening. Thank you.